Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Anyway, let's we'll just kick off, shall we? Mm. This is a welcome to our new podcast, which is called a short walk and a handshake. <sighs> is a version of classic ads for simpler times, except that they're modern ads for really, really complex, complex times. times. All right. So we're going to, for the first ad that we're going to look at is the John Lewis advert, Christmas 2020. Uh, what's it called, Tones? What's the, what's the ad? Because they all have a name, don't they? Give a little love. This ad is by an agency called Adam and Eve DDB, who are currently doing award-winning work for Marmite. I've got a lovely ad on the go that uses the premise that people are genetically predisposed to either love or hate Marmite. You have to watch that. It's really nice. They're also doing some deeply, truly average work for PlayStation that uses exactly the same kind of proposition for the Double Life ad that we reviewed on Classic Ads a couple of weeks ago. Doesn't it? It's done by TVWA. And what the work that they're doing is absolutely, as I say, superbly average. This agency has been doing the John Lewis work for the past 10 years. So they're responsible. So they've done all the Christmas ads. They've done all the Christmas ads. I did see a, a comment on the YouTube clip that I watched that somebody had put, you know it's Christmas when you see the John Lewis ad. And I thought that was quite important. If you were a brand, you wouldn't mind that, would you? No. It's event event advertising. So tell me, when does Christmas start? I'm curious for you. Because I know when I think it starts. I know when I think it should start. Christmas, oh, a, that's a weird question though, isn't it? Like when my children were smaller, Christmas began on the 1st of December when we put the Christmas tree up. Did you put it on the 1st? I thought it was supposed to be done 12 days before. It, I think it is if, if you're a Christian. Well, so funny that, Christmas. <laughs> Our family were just in it for the loot. But any road. Okay, so um, let's, I think we should talk about where this ad sits in the pantheon of John Lewis ads, all done by the same agency, Adam and Eve DDB. In 2011, they did an advert which featured a little boy who you think is a right twat. No, the Elton John one comes a bit later. That's a bit harsh. (laughs) 
It's really harsh. <laughs> there is a structure to John Lewis ads. Mm. So there's a setup, a bit of jeopardy, and then there's a resolution. Mm. So typically, and this one fits in that, in that there's a little boy, he's wishing for Christmas, and then he gets a bit obnoxious, starts going to bed at three o'clock in the afternoon so that Christmas will come quicker so that he can get his presents. Mm. So there's the jeopardy because you think it's all right, little twat. Mm. And then Christmas Day comes and it turns out that he's actually desperate to give his mum and dad their Christmas present. Which is nice. That he's bought. Mm. It's actually lovely. Mm. It's very nice. And the soundtrack is by the Smiths. Would you like to sing the song? No. So please, please, please let me get what I want. That soundtrack was probably chosen before it turned out that Morrissey is a fascist. Mm. That was 2011. 2012, so the setup is the snowman and his girlfriend in oh. the front garden. How did they have that relationship? Because you know he's got snowballs. Snowman goes on a very long journey <laughs> to buy his snow girlfriend a present. Uh, the jeopardy is that the girl looking out the window thinks that he's disappeared. Mm. And then he comes back. Mm. And he's bought a pair of <laughs> Freak the lovely, shit out of me. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit freaky, isn't it? Your snowman disappears and then he appears and he's holding his snow girlfriend's hands mm. who's wearing a pair of red gloves. That was 2012. 2013, there was the bear and the rabbit. Mm. Any ideas? What happened with the bear and the rabbit? The bear and rabbit, well, the bear goes into hibernation. Actually, let me sort you there. It's, apparently, it's the bear and hare. Oh. Not rabbit. It's not It's not about does a bear shit in the woods or anything, is it? And he says to the rabbit, does it shit stick to your hair? And the rabbit says, yes. He says, good. It grabs it and wipes his butt. No, it's not that, is it? Which I think was voted the world's funniest joke at one point. Really? That, that was the director's cut, I think. <laughs> So, yeah, no, the bear and the hare. Bear and the hare? Well, the bear goes into hibernation and, of course, misses out on everything um, and then comes out of hibernation and the uh, the hare makes a special effort to give him a present because he hasn't got one because he's got no mates. Okay, so you kind of remembered it. But the, the hare, his present to the bear is an alarm clock. Oh, yeah. That wakes him up. Yeah. So he doesn't. He kind of doesn't wake up and get a present. The present wakes him up. Mm. It's like, and then he gets to, you know, come down and... Look at the Christmas tree and see all the animals. Yeah. Um, enjoying Christmas. Lily Allen sings, mm. etc. 2014 brought us Monty the Penguin. Mm-hmm. Monty the Penguin is um, the pet of a young boy. There's the setup. The jeopardy is that the penguin's very, very lonely. Mm. This is called Monty. What, like Monty No Mates? <laughs> 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 Okay, so Monty No Mates. Have you got any friends called Monty? I don't have any friends. There you go. <laughs> so I haven't got any friends called Monty. No, Monty's got no friends. Um, Monty the Penguin. The jeopardy is that Monty the Penguin feels very, very lonely. He keeps seeing boyfriends and girlfriends and wonders why he doesn't have a girlfriend. Because nobody's tried to p- 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 pick up the penguin. Uh, oh, there you go. You're on a roll now, aren't you? You're oh. away. I feel, like, I feel like this is a good start. <gasps> so the little boy buys Monty a friend. Which is then opened on Christmas Day. Monty, the two penguins get along famously, boyfriend, girlfriend. And then the resolution is that both penguins are stuffed toys. Mm. Feels to me like that ad is actually about arranged marriages. 2015 was The Old Man in the Moon, which had an Oasis track. Half the world away. There you go. I didn't mind that one. Okay. The Old Man in the Moon. Everybody said, oh, he's having old perv. But, you know... I think the only thing I did find a little bit odd about him was his milky eye. <laughs> no, when you saw him. Has he got milky Yeah, eye? when they showed a close-up of him, and I think he was looking, he just had really milky eyes, Like, and I thought, ooh, that's a bit weird. Stay away from him, kids. 
Obviously, yeah, maybe. So you didn't think it was weird that he was um, living on the moon? Well, a famously oxygenless environment. Well, by the very fact he was on the moon, you, or you know, like any of the others, that the kid had a penguin, or you know, you have to suspend reality a touch. <laughs> the closest you never go to children is the moon. But yeah, I thought that was quite nice. I didn't mind it, but I know there were a lot of critics. Uh, 2016 was Buster the Boxer, mm. Buster the Boxer Dog. Yeah, um, who I thought was completely outacted by the two foxes on the trampoline. I I I really didn't like. <laughs> I didn't like that one very much. No, I felt like it a brought back good. awful memories of living in London and having foxes shagging in your back garden, and just make they make the most awful noise. Do they? Yeah. The next one was Moz the Monster. So there's a monster under your bed. What mm. do you do? Um, what was he doing? It was a high, What was he doing? I remember him. He looked like a guy from the Monster Bunch. Yes. Yeah. He's big and grey. He never comes out from under the bed. Mm. So the setup is child goes to bed, the jeopardy is, there's a monster under my bed. What do you do? The monster buys him a present. Mm. And everybody lives happily ever after. I did buy that, him? He bought him one of those, uh, you probably got one for your children when they were little, you know, the little night lights that project stars onto the ceiling of the room. Mm. Yes, that's what he bought him. Right. I, yeah, I remember the ad, but it's like most things. Well, it was probably my memory that more than the advertising. Okay. I, you know, I have that um, Mandela syndrome where I remember what I think I remember that may not be true. Your Honour. What did you remember about 2018 when Elton John got a piano? Oh, I just remember it all being about Elton. Yeah. Yeah, it was a little bit funny, but then again, no, I guess. I don't know. It was It was all right. It was all right. <laughs> I, I, don't, I, I, don't, I hope you don't mind. I hope you don't mind. But... <laughs> It was all right. Make it in mind, Elton. You're going to be a sculptor or not? I had a slight problem with like one of the richest people in the world making an ad for John Lewis. I didn't I, get it. I think the tell-all. Well, no, it's, it's about him, darling. He's on television. I but I think the, the the tell-all for me is if you search up that ad, the first YouTube clip that appears is one from the Sun. I think that that says a lot. But it, is, it was all right. But it's yeah. It was like yeah. I mean, if if Freddie's going to have his own movie, darling, I'll have an ad. Mm-hmm. Okay, 2019 gave us Excitable Edgar, the animated dragon and his child handler. The little girl spends half the ad working. It's like a kind of acceptable vision of child child (laughs) labour. Yeah. She's, you know, cooking, baking, cleaning up. Yeah. Um, Then she gives him a gift which stops him setting fire to the entire village. I thought it was going to be like an asbestos gimp mask. Yeah, I was going to say, was it a gag? Did you take it off my fox? <laughs> Forgot it for the props. The soup said, hey, we bought that. Okay, there's how many there? There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine ads. Which ones Which ones did you love? Um, I did like The Old Man on the Moon, purely because it pissed a lot of people off, and it was, it was irreverent, and it was just a fantasy, and it was different. I didn't mind The Monster Under the Bed, even though I can't recall it, and I did not like the um, trampoline in Boxer Dog. And I didn't mind, uh, I think, the animated one with the bear, um, the hibernating bear, which I think was the first ad I saw, because um, obviously everything's fed through you know, YouTube as opposed to watching it on air. But interestingly enough, out of all of those, there was a lot of young boys. Only two with a girl. Excitable Edgar has a girl. And, and Half a World Away was a little girl. Snowman, Power of Love, Frankie Goes to Hollywood. Okay. One. And I know out of all of those, there was only one black family, which was the Boxer Dog. I mean, you, know, you can't have all things, all people all the time, of course. But I was just wondering if, the, yeah, because it always feels a little bit more little boy focused. 
They're aiming for cute, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Funnily enough, the little boy who you think is a twat was the one that um, I actually... I didn't use those words. Brought, no, I know, but it brought a little bit of a tear to my eye. But I think it was the, the soundtrack. I think it was the Smith song. I think I was just basically projected back to being 17. The music every time is very good. It also, it's a little bit predictable. It's like, you know, get a, a popular track and give it to a folk singer with a, you know, a husky voice and slow it down. But the music is every single time yeah. brilliant. And it's, the, a bit of a, of it. it's kind of a roll call of great British bands and singers, is it? Smiths, Frankie Goes to Hollywood, Lily Allen, Elton John. Oasis. Oasis. There you go. Okay, so it's interesting that we talk about this ad because it kind of breaks breaks the set-up Jeopardy resolution formula that they've used for the last X number of years. Do you want to, uh, do, you want to do a quick ramble through the ad? Give us a price C. Interesting, actually. It's, it's been executed very well. We see people literally um, giving a little love and, and almost sort of passing the parcel, um, paying forward um, from person to person, child to child in, in different ways. But as it goes through the, the story of passing this, this love around, which is represented by the iconic heart shape, um, it changes style of animation. It goes from live footage to stop animation to illustration and then so on, and ends in live footage again. It, it's interesting. It's visually uh, stunning. It's, it, it does tell a little bit of a story. Some of it may be forced occasionally, but I think that just comes from the um, very different styles of execution, yeah, in the animation. And then, um, yeah, ends with happily ever after, lovely Christmas. 
But unusually also, it starts with a boy. And it actually starts with a boy. It looks like Dev Patel. Um, that's why I thought it was... It looks it was very boys, like yeah. Dev Patel. I thought yeah. this kid's going to grow up and become Dev Patel. But then he's, yeah, he's joined by a girl. And so, yeah, it's, it's non-specific this time, isn't it? Because it goes from snowmen to real things to this and that. But it, it's, it, it's good. It's nice. Nice is a horrible word. It's, it's pleasant. I, don't, I think it feels very Christmassy, which, again, is very hard for us to appreciate here in the, in the hot sun. Is it as focused and standout as last year? I don't know. I think it is worth saying at this stage that we, both Tony and myself, live in Western Australia. And Western Australia has been very lucky, luckier even than the rest of Australia in that we've been virtually untouched by COVID-19. The issues around COVID-19 and the pandemic in the UK are very much third-hand in that we get information from friends and obviously read the media, but we haven't lived through the experience that the UK has had. And it feels like this ad is very much a product of what the country has been through over uh, throughout 2020. What do you mean, passing the thing around? <laughs> So we just replaced the heart with a bit of COVID. I think it's a bit soon for that kind of yeah, stuff. Tones, maybe, perhaps, but I mean, yeah. Uh, so the um, the theme of the advertisement feels like a replication of the the love that we write is how it's, each one is helping been, somebody out. Yeah, it's been the kind of love shown by the British public during the pandemic to for, each other, safe to each other, but also for institutions like the National Health Service. So it's a uh, you know the volunteers. boys got a ball stuck. Um, in a tree at the beginning and a girl comes and, and uses her umbrella to help them get it out and then they help someone uh, put a wheel on the car they help the snowman so he's melting the, the heart becomes a balloon lifts him up the wheel is replaced by a snowball etc right everybody's helping him so everyone's yeah, yeah. Um, the ad is slightly different as well in that the song is an original song is it I was going to ask you to, yeah. It, yeah. it's an original song written and performed by Celeste the other break is obviously the fact that, uh, and it's revealed in the end frame, John Lewis and Waitrose are hoping to raise £4 million for Homestart and Fair Share. Perhaps I shouldn't have spent it on that then. Well, uh, this is where we get into all kinds of little spiders web. I never understand that. Yeah. So they're hoping to raise £4 million. They say that they're, what they're trying to do is move away from an ad that attempts to get people to buy stuff from John Lewis. In there, for the first time ever, they have some specific branded products. There's someone with a Waitrose bag. You see the logo in the ad, which you have never done before. It's a bag of shopping. So here's a bag of shopping, but we don't want to go and buy something. I mean, any any brand that says they're advertising doesn't want you to do that. And if it doesn't have a free call number at the end to donate, then it's an ad. Come off it, John Lewis. And this is off the back of an awful year for John Lewis as well. They lost a shitload of money. Mm. They made a whole heap of people redundant. Which must make it very hard to swallow, if you're one of those people, to watch an ad which cost a billion dollars. Yes, you know? and if so, if you're, so historically, John Lewis and Waitrose employees get an annual payout based on the profits of uh, two companies. Mm. And this year there is no payout because oh they haven't made any money. Because they've spunked it all yeah, exactly. on, um, on an advert that features eight different artists. <laughs> I think the trick for us is to not worry too much about the background and look at the crea- uh, look at the mm. ad from a creative perspective. The podcast is called Short Walk and a Handshake. I bumped on a couple of things. In the first five seconds, the world's ugliest pigeon. So I know that pigeons aren't particularly attractive. That one is a doozy. Is that because, did you notice, and it might be a fine detail, but did you notice when you look at him in the tree, 
His beak his had his beak had yes, it's half got, a it's heart. It's got like a cancerous growth on. Yeah, it, which looks like a heart, though. doesn't it? Is it is it hoof hearted? I, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't see that. Yeah, that's what I, I didn't thought. see the heart. All I saw was the growth on its nose, which I'm sure is you know Bill Oddie would say that that's exactly what pigeons look like. Yeah, but. That looked like the world's ugliest pigeon. It did. But it, it there is a funny way without helping, didn't there it? There is a cartoon pigeon later on in the ad, and mm. that's a lot more attractive. Well, whatever floats your boats, bears, foxes, <laughs> pigeons, you know. Um, and then it, I also bumped on the little girl with the broken spectacles held mm. together with tape. That's not a thing. It doesn't work. I've worn spectacles since I was four years old, and never have I ever successfully wore a pair of glasses broken and held together mm. with, a be- with a bit of gaffer tape. To be fair, you're not an animation either. No. I mean, you know, I don't want to spoil it to you, but if kids are listening, stop. Parents, cover your ears. No, so, you know, what, I'm, really what, what I'm saying is I bumped on it and it took me out. There are, there are quite a few things that take that took me out of, you know. Tell me you know, that I'm the, curious the, now. The, so if the, if that, that was the one thing that changed you to someone else. Well, it's weird though, isn't it? So, so, that's so the wheel people, made out of snow, which is in a heart shape and the car yeah, couldn't drive that. Yeah, no problem that with that. Really, Fine, no, no that problem. Was, okay. no, that was really annoying. So the, so the snowman that gets lifted out and his body grows is a, no, no, no problem. That's quite sweet though. But don't put a sticker on her glasses, for goodness sake. Have you got no morals? I'm not the only person like this. There is a fabulous Twitter thread. So somebody on Twitter wrote, that John Lewis ad is cute providing you can get past the fact that there is no 2-2-2 Buster Tooting. Oh, God. Which I obviously can't. That's what he says. Wow. Even though it's, it's a fantasy bus that yeah. the real girl gets so off, a, which I thought was beautiful, yeah. Yeah, but, and you know, uh, there are all kinds of strange little communities. And you've got in, no l- 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 life. In the world. Wow. There's obviously a bus, you know, what are they, like train spotting, bus spotting. Yeah. There's no 2 2 to, to tooting. Oh, God, let it go, love. You would have thought that would have been a really simple thing to get right. Yeah, but the problem is, it's not a real place. And if you put a real bus route that went to tooting, you'd have all the people going in Hammersmith, oh, where's my bus? Where's it got a bus to tooting then? All right? Or it would have been, well, you know, everybody knows that that route doesn't have a bus stop there. So it's you a sound, fantasy. It's, like, know, it's this, like the this five is by brilliant. five. This is brilliant. You sound like the creative director. Well, it's, it is. It's like, you know, why do you think movies always use a telephone number, 555, which is no area? And, and that's it. I mean, like... Sorry, I'm going to go all fourth rate suit on this. It, should, they, it would have been much, much easier just to put... A pro- to do some research and put a proper bus route. Okay, so if we did a proper bus route, we'll have, probably have to go, well, oh my God, there's no Apple brands with a, a heart sticker on them. Quick, we better go and make some, right? If there's no, oh my God, we need to make a, a balloon that, you know, or that floats and can build a snowman and let's go down to Michelin or, you know, and speak to them and goddamn make some wheels that are heart-shaped. They don't travel. The bus that she even gets off isn't a real bus. I don't really notice that. At first, I thought it was like a, a DeLorean yeah, conversion. Yeah, it's, it's, it's from the fantasy land. So it's got like a spoiler that goes down on the front. That it's, it's a box. It looks like a post from Pat Square, Square Bus. So it's where yeah, reality meets fantasy. So if you've got an issue with it not being too, too tall, there's no room. Like, look at the bus. There's no bus that looks like that either. Oh, get you back up. <laughs> It's off the buses, not on them. This is the most animated I've seen in weeks. This is is the problem with advertising these days. These fucking stupid comments. That's the internet for you, where everybody's allowed to have an opinion. Yeah, well, yeah, she should only be allowed 20 characters, that one. Okay. Are you you right? Yeah, fine. Fine. Why don't we do regional ones? So in every place it blaze, they can have their own bus number, whether they're red buses or not. No, no, hang on, let's just change the colour of the bus. 
Because they're like in Bristol, but maybe they have like green ones in Avon and we'll have the right number on that one then. All right, I'm going to stop you now. You need to stop. Mm. Just get a grip. Um, what's good about the ad? Hmm. Bus numbers. I love the 222 on the bus. What's good about, what's the, ad? Good about oh, the ad? Look, it, it's the, the song. You can't fail if you put a snowman and a snowball and, and just those sort of nice twinkly lights. Some of the styles of animation are are beautiful for me. Um, you know, the guy with the, the prize ticket line in his bath. I love that style. I like the pen and ink one, which I think was the first or second style of animation in, um, uh, introduced. But yeah, it's uh, the, uh, lots of nice things. It's, yeah, unless you're a complete moron who would pick out things on Twitter like the bus number, people will always pick on things, actually. It doesn't matter what it is, right? Because it's there to be picked on. But if you just take it for what it is, except for the harsh bit of branding, I think, that went in there, because I'd never seen it co-branded with Waitrose before. Or even mentioned Waitrose, right? So to see a bit of branding in there suddenly for me took it out of you know the moment. But otherwise, I think it's yeah, it's good. Will it win an award? We don't know. I thought it was a nice, uh, one nice way of dealing with quite a difficult and sensitive situation. If they'd done a, something a bit more straightforward, which had a more obvious, uh, you know, John Lewis sell gifts that make life make Christmas amazing, mm. it's probably not appropriate. Mm. at the moment. So I thought they dealt with that quite sensitively and quite well. The other thing I thought was good was there's enough in it to reward multiple viewings. Mm. Oh, yeah, so yeah. Christmas, obviously, you spend a lot of time in front yeah. of the TV yeah. in the United Kingdom and you're likely to get assaulted with this quite a lot. And I thought, so I thought there was enough in it that you could see it five or six, seven, eight, nine, ten times and still enjoy it. Yeah, I think that's the test. That's the litmus test for all of the John Lewis ads. Are they watchable again? And I think some more than others. Like Elton John, you can only watch once, twice maybe, because it's a story. For me, the monster, even the boxer dog, yeah, you could watch again because it's there's something different visually to see. But this one, yeah, there's lots to see again for me. Yeah. What's not so good about the ad? I mean, if I'm going to be a complete, probably hypocrite here, and it's not just John Lewis, but it's talking about Christmas. It wants to be the you know the essence of Christmas, but there's no actual link to what Christmas is. It doesn't feel very British to me. In, well, maybe that's in, what I'm saying. In the context of what has happened over the last year, I would have liked to have seen some escapism in it. I'd like to have seen uh, some humour, a bit of air, yeah. edge in some way. I'd like to have seen that kind of, you know, the dark underbelly of the British sense of humour mm. somehow. Like, you know, that we... Yeah. I famously railed against the Hovis ad because it played into that post-war... We all had polio, but we still had, you know, mm. it was it were grand. Mm. But I'd like to see a bit more of that somehow. <laughs> yeah, in this. Uh, like you know, like the snowman that melted. There was probably a peeping tom hidden in him. Oh, look, something I, like that. Yeah. yeah. Ideally, I would have liked to have seen Nigel Farage raped by a snowman or something over the bonnet of a Morris Marina. Oh yeah. I just felt like it. Just felt like there was nothing in it that, 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 re- that, ref- that reflected Britain. I that's like. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Like some fights on the by the bus stop yes, or something like that, or someone's yeah, spewing. Yeah. <laughs> or, or an old drunk man, you know what I mean? But somewhere in that. Or, or the snow actually, um, you know, through the transition becoming just a big white line or yeah. something like that. I just, I suppose the point that I'm making is I just wonder if it's all a bit too saccharine, if it's all a yeah. bit too... Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. It's all yeah, a bit too lovely. It's mm. all a bit, you know, there is no... When you start pulling it about, uh, pulling it to pieces, the the whole idea is based around kindness, right? Why can't they run an ad, make an ad, three or four ads throughout twenty twenty about kindness? 
we don't suddenly need to be kind to mm. each other now. Mm. We yeah. needed to be kind to each other for a whole year. We're saying I do feel like somebody's just kind of got, pay it forward. got a bandwagon. Do Let's something nice. On. We're not suggesting you go shopping, but if you do, mm. I would have. I would much preferred it to have been a full-on balls-out entertainment fest. Mm. And make no excuses for it. And, yeah, and not. I th- I did read something that said that the marketing manager had aimed for a very non-polarizing middle of the oh, road well brief. Done. Who goes for that? I know. And it's like, oh fucking hell! Oh that, uh, yeah, please do me a wishy washy right. Well, you've gone to the right place. Uh, yeah. I don't know if we're being a bit harsh. No, and again, I, but, uh, one yeah. of the things that I think we, as I said earlier on, I do think we probably lack a bit of the perspective that you get from being in a country where it's pissed it down for the last three months and there are 500 people a day dying of COVID. That's very true. And I think, because interestingly, you know, you sort of brought up the point then about that and about it being doing nice things for nice for people. And you think, why didn't they base it all around not going outside? You know, middle finger up, like, going, you know, we're going to show you like, all these people getting out and doing this, when, you know, pass stuff around and, uh, that you can't, sitting on buses, but yeah, well, I don't know. Maybe I don't understand it. Things I didn't, don't like. It. Yeah, you're right. I think exactly that. It's a, it's, it's a, it lacks that about Britishness. It is a bit saccharine, and it doesn't polarize. Polarize. There's nothing in there that people either love or hate, and so therefore you don't really have a very standout ad in in that sense. I think it would be one of the more forgettable ones. My final point would would be that I reckon they spent a million pounds on the production of this. Mm. How many Christmas dinners can you provide to? homeless people for a million pounds. Mm. How many people can you get off the streets for a fortnight for a million pounds? I said, uh, yeah, it, the argument would be, unless we advertise and we get business, we if we don't get business, you don't make profits. If we don't get profits, we couldn't but, you know, help people anyway. I don't, I don't, so. and, I, and I'm at the stage where I really don't care. I don't. Uh, it, this has made me feel like John Lewis thinks that they're, that they're now part of Christmas. They are Christmas. They're the embodiment of Christmas. That their advert, that Christmas doesn't start until the John Lewis advert comes on. Mm. And perhaps I'm being a bit curmudgeonly, but if you are going to do that, your have your advertising has to be superlative. It has to be amazing. Well, I'm, I'm about to ask you now. And my question to you is: anybody going for a short walk and a handshake on the back of this ad? Um. Somebody will be for the craft award or for the illustration award. I don't think it's going to win the big gongs at the big names, the big mm-hmm. prizes. It will be a, there will be some awards somewhere because it is well crafted. It's beautifully, it's it's art directed, lovely. It, yeah, production values, etc. But it'll be one of these subcategories. You know, the ones they never show of the Oscars on TV. Mm-hmm. I don't think any of the creative team need to be worrying about calling Charlie and getting a new frog. But some of the um, some of the uh, illustrators, I think, will be. Okay, thanks very much for that, Tony. This is an interesting new format for us, talking about ads running in other countries that we haven't even seen on the TV. Thanks for turning up. Thanks, Steve. Remember, this time of year is for giving. It's for love. It's for kindness. It's for sharing. It's for kindness. And let's not forget the origins, the roots of this day, which is that birthday of the great almighty, Santa. (laughs) It's Santa's birthday. Lord Santa. (laughs) Lord, Lord Santa. I'd still like to see Nigel Farage getting raped over from the Marina. Or he's got a pint of bitter you know, hanging out the bus as it drives past. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. That was interesting. But God, I, people, like, you know, all the work that goes into these things, this is just classic what pisses people off. Like, yeah, there is no two, 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 two. Like, for fuck's sake.
There's no Campbell with Green. There's no Magic Roundabout. It's just what is it? But God, it annoys me. Because what happens is that goes back to the client and then the client goes, oh, we've had feedback. What is it? And it's like, oh, and you have to and change this, it. It's just like, oh. Yeah, this is the joy of the internet, though, isn't it? There's always some corner of the internet that is literally taking a big brown shit over your work all the time. Oh. It doesn't make that, that ad could have won at Khan and still that bloke would be on Twitter going, there's no two, 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 mm. two, two, two. Mm. Anyway. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.